Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 155. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Richard Ryerson. As always, I'm so appreciative of your support and that you're taking the time to listen to the show. You know, I couldn't do it without you, the supporters out there, the listeners. I am so thankful that you're tuning in. You know, one of the top requests I've had over this past year is how did I launch this podcast? I get asked almost daily and I get asked for tips and techniques on how to create your podcast. And so, you know, I'm living proof that you can create and launch your own podcast in your spare time. If you don't know my story, this is a side hustle for me. I am a full-time pilot, full-time husband, full-time father of four daughters. And Doing this podcast is my absolute favorite thing to do, and it has transformed my life. 18 months later, this podcast is downloaded in over 145 countries hundreds of thousands of times, and it's afforded me multiple opportunities from partnerships to other employment opportunities. But most importantly, it's created the professional network of my dreams, something I wasn't even thinking about when I started down this road 18 months ago. You know, none of those opportunities would have been possible without the creation of this podcast. And so I'm challenging all of you. If you're interested in creating your own podcast, it's cap- you're capable of doing it. It's there for your grasp. You know, and that's why I'm proud to introduce my latest and my first online product and membership site. It's called The Podcast Roadmap. You can get more information at thepodcastroadmap.com, but basically it's a tutorial, a membership site where I break it down for you super simple and show you step-by-step how to launch and grow your own professional podcast. I show you exactly how I did it, behind the scenes, soup to nuts, no holds barred, show you everything, how I launched Dose of Leadership and the Courageous Leadership Podcast. You'll learn everything it takes to interview your heroes, build a professional network, and even get paid in the process. So the good news is, unlike a lot of other podcast masterminds out there that require you to have a big bag of cash, the podcast roadmap is all about getting up and running with minimal investment and learning how to do it all in your spare time. I'm introducing it to the public for $197, but if you're interested in it and you're listening to the show and because you're a fan of the show, you enter the coupon code PODCAST, you'll get $75 off that $197. So take a look and get more information at thepodcastroadmap.com, and I hope to see you on the inside. Again, thanks for your support, and here's the interview. What a pleasure to have on my show Joe Schmidt. He's an award-winning broadcaster, community leader, and popular keynote speaker. He has won 15 Emmys from the National Television Academy and a National Headliner Award. He is a past president and board member of the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Greater Twin Cities and a past president and board member of the Fairway Foundation. He's got a book out there called Silent Impact, Stories of Influence Through Purpose, Persistence, and Passion, where its theme is about how we make our biggest impressions when we're not trying to be impressive. It's chock full of stories of real people and the ways in which they have had profound influence on others in daily life. Joe, welcome to the Dose of Leadership podcast. Well, Richard, it's great to be here, and uh, especially when I see the lineup of people that you've had on this show, it's quite an honor to be here. Well, I, it's it's an honor for you to be here, and I, and I read your book, and it's such a great, fun read, and it goes all along in the theme that we're talking about here in Dose of Leadership. It's just chock full of common sense. And the beautiful thing about it is everything that I come across as common sense is really not common practice anymore. Tell me a little bit what, a little bit more about yourself and what kind of got you going down this path of kind of common sense influence and leadership. 
Well, I'm a broadcaster by trade. I've been in broadcasting for, for over three decades. I've been in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the ABC affiliate, KSTP TV since 1985. And I'm a storyteller, so I love to tell stories on TV and I love to find the, the human stories. And I found myself, after doing a lot of win one for the Gipper stories, that I was really attached to the stories on people who have a great impact on other people. And I started to find a common theme that many people are having this impact without realizing the impact they're having. And um, so I've been speaking at different athletic banquets, and I've been speaking, you know, through the years as a broadcaster, you get asked to emcee a lot of events and to come and speak to schools and so forth. And I just started putting together these thoughts and made them into a keynote. And, and that's kind of how the whole thing started. Yeah. And the next thing I knew, I worked with a coach down in Texas, um, a speaking coach who really helped me refine and organize my thoughts, help me do research on influence and the impact that people have. And the next thing I knew, I had a book called Silent Impact. You know, I love what I love about it, how you open it up. And it's so true how every interaction we have with another human being really is an opportunity for leadership. And if we, and you, you strike on one thing that we talk about a lot here, and it was kind of been a, um, an aha moment for me in leadership is this idea of intentionality because I do believe as you put in your book that we do kind of go through life on autopilot I mean my gosh we're bombarded with everything but if we just take a step back and be a little more intentional and realize how much influence we have that's where the great moments in life happen and there's no question and it really happens in every phase of your life and and when you start telling the stories then you start hearing stories back yeah. from different people and and when I Many times I do breakouts and many times I do half-day sessions. And I will get these powerful leaders telling me stories of somebody who had an impact on them, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. And then you start looking at the traits that they have in common. And that's really how we broke down the book into purpose, persistence, and passion because it just fell that way. The stories fell that way, the research we did. We did research on, on companies, small, medium, and large, trying to find out you know, who is the most influential person in your office setting? And we didn't ask traditional questions because because I'm a journalist, I know how to ask questions, and that's, you know, you use what you got to get what you want. And I ask questions like, if there were a going-away party tonight, who would the most people show up for? Yeah. So so once we found that out, we dug a little deeper to find out why. You know, and it wasn't always the person who sat in the corner office who was the influential person. Sometimes it was the person who cleaned the corner office. But in each and every case, this person had fell into one or all three of the categories of purpose, persistence, and passion. I love how you start. There's two great stories in the, in the beginning. If I can share with you what I think my personal favorite, I'd like to hear what, what some of yours are. It's probably like asking you who's your favorite kid. But I, I know that your story about your father, um, he, you know, he lost his best friend. And early on, when you were a young kid, and he had a, uh, a son, the, the guy who passed away, he was similar age in you. And talk to me a little bit about that story. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's a very interesting story because one of the other things that I found out in the research is many times the impact that somebody has on you, you don't realize till later. And I told a very personal story about my dad's best friend getting killed in a car accident. And he had a son whose name was Donnie. And before I knew it, Donnie was coming with us to many family events, to picnics or baseball games or wherever we went, Donnie would always come along. And it got to the point where I went to my brothers and sisters, why does Donnie always have to come along? Right. He wasn't in my group of friends and 
He wasn't the same age. He was a good kid. I liked him, but I didn't get what my dad was doing. Well, I go on in the story to say I lost track of Donnie as I went into college and started my broadcasting career. And the time I saw Donnie, he was crying, and it was at my dad's funeral. And, and I go on to say that years later I heard a quote from Maya Angelou where she said, people won't remember what you said, people won't remember what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And my dad made Donnie feel good. Yeah. And then, and then now here's the aha moment that I had. Uh, before my father passed away, I had become a big brother in the Big Brothers Little Brothers program. I was, was matched with a eight-year-old uh, kid by the name of Jim, and we're, we're still in contact today. And eventually I got on the board of directors, and I started a charity golf tournament with the station's help and a lot of support from sponsors and volunteers. And for 16 years, we ran this tournament. It was a big event in Minnesota. And about halfway through the run of this tournament, the executive director of Big Brothers, a guy by the name of Bob Mitchell, said to me, he said, Joe, you know, through the years, your family has all come up to support you. You know, your, your mom's been up, your, your brothers and your sisters, I've met your family. I want you to tell me about your dad. And I started telling him about my dad, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. My dad had been a big brother to Donnie. Yeah. He didn't have the organization behind him, but my dad's purpose had changed. He had to align his actions with his values. That's what purpose is. You see, his job as a best friend didn't end when Mr. Leach died. It was only beginning, because now Mr. Leach needed him more than ever. I had become a big brother without knowing why I had become a big brother. Well, guess what? My dad was a big brother to Donnie. He didn't have the organization behind him, but he gave me this amazing example, and it had a silent impact on me many, many years later. Yeah, very powerful. I mean, it's those silent impacts that just, and they're every day, and they can sneak up, and they can only last seconds, seconds, and they and they just, they will impact people for the rest of their lives. For a you know, it's, 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 I'm sorry, Richard, but it's the simple things. Yeah. I tell another story in the book because this is what I love about silent impact and influence. When you start talking to people about it, um, I, I was speaking to a group of Wendy's franchisees owners and general managers. And afterwards, a woman came up to me and she said, can I tell you a story of silent impact? And I said, sure. And she said, every morning an elderly gentleman would drive his car through the drive through window and get breakfast. And every day a woman who was a housewife, but she got her kids off to school, she would come and serve breakfast out of that drive through window at Wendy's every day. And she was a friendly person, a big smile, and she was fantastic at customer service and always wanted to make sure everybody was happy when they left her window. But one day the elderly gentleman pulled his car and parked and came into the restaurant. And he asked the general manager if he could see the lady who had served him through the drive through window all these weeks. And he, he, she came out, he said, may I give you a hug? And the old man hugged her and he said, I just wanted to thank you. I won't be seeing you as much very often anymore because, you see, every morning I was on my way to the hospital to visit my wife. Mm -hmm. She passed away last night, but I just wanted to come and thank you because before she got sick, she saw the world how you saw the world. She smiled and she made sure everybody who left every conversation with her feeling better about themselves, and that was her gift. And you have that same gift, so thank you. Ah, what a great story! Yeah, so it's it's powerful stuff. Very, it's all around us, and and as you hit on, Richard, it's 
you need to be intentional with it. You need to be aware of it. We all need to take a breath because we get so busy from the mundane to the monumental moments of our lives that we're not seeing what's happening right in front of us. It's so true. And if you think back, one of the fun questions I have, my favorite part of doing these interviews, and I always typically ask who are your heroes, who are your mentors, and invariably, 100% of the time, it goes back to someone who was very personal, not well-known, someone that sacrificed a lot, that, that, you know, it's always a family member, or it's if it's not a family member, it's a, you know, a personal coach, somebody that you know, you, no one would ever know who this person was, but they were just so impactful in their lives. And that's when it's the intentionality, like you said. It's like we have to be so aware of even the littlest things that we do can have tremendous impacts on our kids and the people around us, just little things. And they can happen in a second. In the book, I, I introduce the theory of your Mount Rushmore of influence. Yeah. I, I encourage people to go back and think about who's had an impact on their life, who's been a big influence on their life and develop your own Mount Rushmore of influence. And then sit down and really figure out why they deserve to be there and why they're on that list. And then emulate what they did. Yeah. When I, when I do my breakout sessions, I will literally have everybody do this exercise. And then I'll go around and I say, okay, you know, how many put you know, a family member down, a parent, a brother, a sister? How many put a teacher? How many put a coach? How many put a boss? How many put you know, a neighbor? And then you'll I'll even break it down to where some people probably put somebody they don't know. And, you know, sometimes it might be an author or it might be, you know, it might be religious or it might be a, a preacher. They like what, whatever the case is, it's very interesting to find out that it, it really can happen at any time and you don't even need to know that person. Yeah. My absolute favorite story in the book is the one about Sister Helen. I just thought that was so powerful because it rippled for so through so many people, through so many lives. Tell the story about Sister Helen. Well, it, the interesting thing about this story is that that this story's been out there, um, but I decided, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I had a, a friend of mine, uh, Mike McKinley, who's a, a Hall of Fame speaker, and when I was starting in the speaking business. Uh, he, he told me, he said, use what you got to get what you want. So I started thinking, whenever I hear a story on silent impact, I'm a reporter by trade. I know how to pick up the phone. I know how to find people. I know how to dig it and get the real story behind the story. So that's what I did with Sister Helen, because her story had been out there. She had been a teacher in a Catholic school in northern Minnesota. When I went to find research and try to find her, I found her obituary that she had passed away 10 years earlier. Well, the story goes she was teaching a Catholic school in northern Minnesota, and she had a little troublemaker in her class, a guy by the name of Mark Eklund. Well, she taught Mark in third grade. Eventually, she taught Mark in high school math, and she was trying to teach the entire class a new concept, a new math concept, and nobody was getting it for the entire week. So she made everybody take out a sheet of paper. Now, normally, when you take out a sheet of paper, they think it's a pop quiz. In this case, Sister Helen asked everybody to write down all their classmates' names down the left-hand side of the sheet. They had all gone to school together in this Catholic school for years. And then she told them to spend the rest of the hour writing down the nicest thing they could say about each and every one of their fellow classmates. They did that, and over the weekend, Sister handed everybody a list. Uh, fast forward, uh, well, so all of a sudden, then the other thing, the part of the story is kind of cool. She started teaching this math concept, and everybody all of a sudden understood this. Fast forward a few years later, and Sister Helen was coming back from vacation when she found out that Mark had died in the Vietnam War. 
his funeral was the next day, and the, the family had invited Mark to the funeral. After the funeral, the family had a lunch out at Mark's, uh, Mark's family farm, and Mark's parents approached Sister Helen, and they said they wanted to show her something. The Army had sent back Mark's belongings. They pulled out his wallet, and out of a wallet, they pulled a tattered, crumpled piece of paper with yellowed scotch tape. It was the list. Hmm. Mark had carried the list with him to his dying day. Soon others of Mark's classmates had gathered around. They all had their list. And it was interesting that Sister Helen this, she wrote this story. She actually wrote this story for a Catholic publication, an education publication. Well, it, it kind of set fire. Before things went viral, this kind of went viral. It ended up being in Reader's Digest and Chicken Soup for the Soul. And she said the message was pretty simple. We can all praise more and condemn less. And you can always find something nice to say about everybody. Well, then I started thinking, what impact does that list have today? And I found six of Mark Eklund's classmates. They all remember everything that was on that list. Many of them still had the list. They all said if they had to name their Mount Rushmore of influence, that Sister Helen would be on their Mount Rushmore of influence. And they all tried to teach the lessons from Sister Helen onto their kids and now on to their grandkids. So the profound impact that she had is still being felt today, generations later. See, it's real, it's profound, it's contagious, and it can last a long, long time. Love it. Absolutely love it. If I had to ask you what your favorite is, I know it's not a fair question, but I have to ask it. Is there a favorite story in the book that, that really resonates with you? Well, I, I, I really like the Wendy story I told earlier. Yeah. Um, since I'm a sportscaster, I, I like the Joe Maurer story. Mm, yes. And, and uh, you know, Joe Maurer, of course, is an all-star baseball player, six-time all-star. And uh, when Joe Maurer was in high school 13 years ago, every day after his fourth-hour class, he walked a special needs kid who was blind to the lunchroom to sat him down at his table. In other words, any table in the world where Joe Maurer sat at Creighton was a cool table because he was the best high school athlete Minnesota ever had. He was great in everything he did. And I found a guy whose name was Mike Hawley. And I said, Mike, what did this mean to you? And Mike said it was great because he never had a friend before who was an athlete. He said they were kind of scared of him. They kind of shunned him. He said, now we had a bunch of friends who were athletes. And I said, I bet you think Joe Maurer's a pretty good baseball player. And he said, yeah, but no matter what Joe Maurer does on the baseball field, I will always think more about Joe the man. So then I asked Joe, I said, why would you do it? And he said, Real simply, because it was the right thing to do. He wasn't looking for anything. He just made this impact. So once again, I put my reporter's cap back on, and I found six kids who sat around that table every day at Creighton Durham Hall with Mike Hawley and Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer. And they talked about their impact. They said that Joe would always walk Mike to the next class after lunch. By the end of the first semester, they would fight over who got to walk Mike to the next class. Mm -hmm. And then one of the guys told a, a great story, Richard. He said that Wednesdays was pizza day, and Mike would invariably have some crumbs on his clothing and some pizza sauce in his chin or his cheek. And Joe would brush Mike off nonchalantly, grab a napkin, wipe him off, and get him ready for the next class. By the end of the first semester, all the boys were doing this. Mm -hmm. We make our biggest impressions when we're not trying to be impressive. That's right. That's what kind of impact's all about, and that's why it's so powerful. I love how, I mean, that's a great story. It was one of my favorites, too. You open it up. It's one of the early ones in the book, and it's just such a, a, 
a fun, easy, emotional read, if I can say that. I mean, it, it, it impacts you in so many ways. I like how you close the book for time for action, intentional things that we can do. Name some of the things that, that we as listeners that, that, that we can do to uh, make be more aware of our impact influ- and influence. Well, I think part of it is, is, is the awareness factor. And one of the things I encourage is I encourage people to do impact resolutions. And we all do New Year's resolutions, and you know they, they tend to be, you know, lose weight, quit smoking, eat healthier, whatever. And we all tend to break those, you know, sometime in January. What I do is I say, do an impact resolution every month. On the first of every month, you pick a negative trait you want to eliminate from your life or a positive trait that you want to get better at. And that becomes your purpose. That becomes your impact resolution for the month. You know, I started this a few years back, and I decided to be less petty. You know, pettiness is a natural feeling. You know, somebody takes credit for something you did. You fire off an email to let everybody know you did it. Somebody's kid's named captain of the hockey team. It should have been your kid. You let everybody know. So whenever I felt this feeling of pettiness, this natural human feeling, I remembered the pledge to myself. I remembered my impact resolution, and I didn't do it. So every month, pick a different trait. You know, be more understanding, be more tolerant, be more patient, communicate better, listen more than you talk, smile. Just pick something very simple and remember it and make that your impact resolution. It helps you live awake. That helps you be a little bit more intentional in the impact you're having. And you don't know exactly when and how it's going to have an impact, but it will have an impact. Yeah. You said a key word, the simplicity of it, and it's everything that has a great impact. It, there's always a layer of simplicity to it. And simplicity doesn't necessarily always mean easy, but I love that that it's they're simple. Just pick one thing and just do it and take action on it. I think sometimes we make it harder than it is and we get overwhelmed because there's so much we want to improve on. Just pick one thing and do it and let it build. Um, that's that's my takeaway from that. No, I, I I would just agree with you 100 percent on that. And then then I you know the other things we talked a little bit about the Mount Rushmore of influence to do that. I also encourage people to do a second thank you. Yeah, you know, I love if there's that. been somebody in your life who's had an impact on you that that's changed the arc of your life. Maybe it's changed the arc of your professional career. Maybe changed you as a person, or they touched you at the right time. They were there to support you at the right time. They were maybe there to kick you in the butt at the right time. But somebody who helped you out, go back and thank them. And, and if they're not around, find a daughter, a son, a, an aunt or an uncle, and let them know how much that person meant to you at that particular time of your life. It's interesting when we did the research, Richard, because um, I went a little deeper, because I, I think this is, I think influence is definitely a leadership characteristic. Oh, if, if you don't know how to influence, you don't know how to lead. Absolutely. So, so, so we went and we looked at bosses, and we asked all these people to tell stories about their bosses and and find out who the best boss they ever had was. And one of the interesting things was the most consistent boss was tough but fair. Yeah. And that equals trust, and that's what a good leader does. A good leader is trustworthy. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, leadership is influence. It's nothing more, nothing less, as John Maxwell put it. I mean, you're absolutely right. If you don't have it, you're not really in the leadership game at all. And going back to that second chance or the second thank you piece, yeah. I, I mean, I, that can literally be a life-altering, life-changing moment. It's that powerful. I mean, I, I've seen it personally in, in 
people around me and even my own personal life, if you go back, that can make such a huge impact on somebody's life. It can literally change their lives. The other person's life that you're thanking. I mean, literally, it really can. It's that powerful. Well, and, and not only that, it, it, it opens up a relationship again. It just... You know, I, I recently had a chance to go back and, and thank my high school football coach. I was able to do it at a public forum. And uh, he was there to kick me in the butt when I needed a kick in the butt. And, and it was interesting. Uh, he, he gave me uh, this lecture, and in the lecture he was telling me, don't screw up. You know, you've got so much potential. You can do great things. And he said, you know, you're going to go to college, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. But the only thing that I heard, the only thing I remember in the entire lecture was, you're going to go to college. Nobody in my family had ever gone to college before. No aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins, anybody. Where I grew up, you got a good job, you found a trade, you went to a tech school. Um, it, it, it just was kind of the way it was expected. But when he said, you're going to go to college, from that moment on, I was going to go to college. I was going to go to college because of what he said that one day. Yeah. And it was a silent impact that changed the arc of my life. So I went back and gave him the second thank you. And fortunately, I was able to do it in a public forum. Oh, that's afterwards, great. afterwards, this is kind of the cool part. Afterwards, he went up to, uh, it would happen to be in my hometown. And, and afterwards, he went up to my best friend. And he, goes, he goes, you know that story that Schmidt told you about me giving him that lecture? He said, I don't remember it. But he goes, you know what? My high school football coach gave me that same lecture 20 years before I gave it to Schmidt. <laughs> That's cool. That's way cool. Yeah. All this stuff gives me goosebumps, Joe. I mean, it's an amazing piece of work. I mean, it's 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 nice, simple, easy read, but very very powerful. Good good work, my friend. And I'm so glad to have met you. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, I have a website, uh, joeschmidt.com. It's S C H M I T. There's no D in one T. Um, yeah, the the book's also available on Amazon and Kindle and, and all those other outlets. Um, I, I like to hear stories back. I like people who read the book and, and give stories back. I have a, uh, uh, now two different high schools are using it as a uh, leadership exercise to try to encourage kids to be more aware of the impact. And and, and one uh, one little story, and this, this is the reward of things. Sure, it's fun to sell books, and sure, it's fun to, you know, get paid a lot of money to go out and speak in front of, you know, leadership groups and associations and companies and so forth. But... This is where the real reward is. Um, I had a, a, a email from a teacher who I had no idea that the teacher had my book, and he said he's a homeroom teacher, and in the homerooms in these schools, what they try to do is connect with the teachers, connect with the kids on a different level. They make sure that all the kids in their homeroom they don't have for a class because they want to connect with these kids in such a way that if there's an issue, if there's a problem, they feel safe going to this teacher. Well, he told me, he said that, once a week, he started reading a chapter from my book, and that was what he did in the homeroom. And he said three weeks after he read the Joe Mahler story, he just happened by the lunchroom one day, and he said every kid in his homeroom was either sitting with a special needs kid or an outcast. He said he, said he got goosebumps as he walked in the room and saw, he said, every single one of those kids. And he said, that's the impact that your book has had. And I was just like, that's me, you know. I, I I still get high on that one. Man, that's great. That that's that's pretty cool. That that's is pretty cool. cool. Now, it wasn't anything I did. It's what Joe Mauer did. But that's the whole trickle effect that this thing can have. Yeah, it's just it totally just permeates the entire universe. It just blows your mind when you think about it. How powerful it can be. Simple things, simple intentional things every day. That's what we got to focus on. 
I love it. It really is. It really is. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's been said before, but you know, the older you get, you know, you realize that the little things in life really are the big things. That's right. And and you also have to remember you can be such a great example or you can be a bad example. And you know, I've got a few stories in the book about people who are bad and examples. That's right. Yeah. And, and and sometimes we're all guilty of it. And you know, there's there's no question I'm, I'm not a perfect human being. And, and part of this book, I think, was penance for maybe not always being <laughs> the right. positive impact yeah. I wanted to be in life. Yeah. Well, Joe, great stuff. Um, so glad for you to come on the show. Hang on the line just real quick when we stop the recording. I want to just so we can clarify some things. But uh, thanks for coming on the show. It was so much fun. I'd love to have you back, and I'm glad to have met you. Well, it's nice to meet you too, Richard, and and uh, continued great luck on this show. And I'll be back anytime. All right, thank you, sir. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.